Hello, hello. You're listening to uh, The Real World on CITR 101.9, broadcasting from unceded Musqueam territory. You're here with Dora. And Dora. <laughs> we messed up the names again. I'm sorry about that. But yeah, uh, The Real World is a show, uh, the UBC Film Society's show. We talk about movies and uh, try to bring different clubs together uh, through film, uh, that kind of thing, which is always fun. Today, sure. we're going to be talking about uh, our favorite movies and, yeah, why we love film in general. So I'm just going to uh, take a little break for ads, and then we'll get right on started, okay? So, cool. Can't yeah. wait. Cool. Bye-bye for now, I guess. FM Vancouver Reloaded, playing your favorite tunes and mouth-humping your ear holes full of voice talk. Yeah, we do that. Dave Radio, Fridays at noon on CITR. Wow, wow, day. You're so sway. Oh, day. I like your shade. Hey, did you know? More than 4,500 Canadians are waiting for an organ transplant right now. Right now. 4,500. People are dying. And you could save a life. 90% of Canadians say they're willing to donate their organs. But only a few are registered. So what are you waiting for? Get registered. It's easy and it's free. Leave a legacy. Be a hero. Save, save a life. life. Find out how to register today. Go to kidney.ca. Hello, hello, hello. So we are back. Dora, are you still with us? Oh, of course. I never left. <laughs> okay, so uh, Dora's in Toronto right now, but we called her in, Woo. so still here. Always here. <laughs> so, <laughs> in the hearts of our listeners. Basically. So, um, Dora, you want to talk a bit about, like, why why you got it so much into film, that, ty- that kind of stuff? You know what I would love to, Dama? I probably got into film mainly because my mom showed me a lot of movies when I was little, but I feel like that's how, like, most people are like, film's dope, because their parents are like, it's cool, and you're like, oh, yeah, totally. Um... But I just really like it. I remember I used to watch it mainly for, like, narrative stuff. Like, mm-hmm. like kind of, like, basic. Just like, oh, like, I'm watching a movie. This is fun. Like, it's a nice time path or whatever. Um, and then I started, like, watching them being like, wow, like, this is really interesting. Like, like once I began to be able to differentiate between bad movies and good movies, I was like, whoa, like, there's so much in this medium it can be so beautiful, it can be so interesting, it can be so funny, it can be so many things. And, like, I feel like as an art form, almost, like, film is pretty unique in that it's almost all of them coming together. Like, it's visual, it's auditory, it's, like, like it's so, there's so much happening in it. Um, Everything. And Everything's it, happening. Yeah. And it's, it's just, like, a really cool, cool medium, I think. 
yeah, yeah, that's like I agree one hundred percent. I think for me, uh, I've always like loved stories and stuff. Uh, I used to be a well, I still am an avid reader, so I would spend so much time just reading. And I think that I like film for the same reason that I like reading. You know, just like f- see something else, but it has uh, like it has the aspect of escape, I guess that that reading has. But since it's such a more immersive experience in the sense that you have the whole visual, auditory, like everything going on, uh, it is it is different. It's always different from uh, reading because you actually get to see everything. Um, which, yeah, I think is, like, really interesting because sometimes, especially with, uh, what do you call them? When you turn a book into a film. I totally forgot. Oh, adaptations? Exactly. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so with adaptations, it's like you get the awesome stuff from the books and then you make it cool by ma- letting, like, fans see stuff in the movies, which isn't always isn't always as successful as it could be. But I think that's... Yeah. Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, but it's something, <laughs> you know. <laughs> um, yeah, no, definitely. I think it's pretty interesting that we both have, like, pretty um, different, like, values of film almost. Because, like, I, like, my favorite movies are, like, real life where I'm like, oh, like, this person could be, like, someone in the world. And I just want to, like, watch. Like, it doesn't even have to be, like, something spectacular happening to them. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of, like, a story being told. I don't know, like human stories almost. Yeah, but I, I know, that. like you, you love like X Men and like cool, like weird, not weird, but just kind of like pretty out weird. of this world. <laughs> 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 but kind of like, um, like less like realistic almost yeah. um, stuff, which I think is pretty interesting. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like, when we when we start talking about our actual favorite movies, uh, you guys will probably notice that uh, Dora really does have more of like. Oh, look, real life situation. How interesting. And I have a lot of very like strange things going on. Um, Which, yeah. And both are totally valid. I think it's so dope that like almost by random happenstance, we have like both of these representations. Yeah, definitely. Which is fun. I love it. <laughs> I love it too. <laughs> Thank you. You're awesome. Welcome. So do you want to jump right into our thing? Oh, let's do it. Awesome. Um, I guess I'll start off with my two favorite movies um, right now. I want to make it so explicit. This is such a fluid and subjective thing. Like, totally. it's never the same. Um, but right now, it's The Graduate and Lost in Translation. Mm-hmm. I love those movies so much. Um, I mean, The Graduate was, like, one of the first movies I saw, like, once I started actually watching movies. Mm-hmm. And I was like this is amazing. <laughs> like, it was, like, almost, like, I think of that as the first movie that I, like, actually watched, almost. Um, and it's so, like, it was so visual, and the soundtrack is so amazing. Yeah. Simon and Garfunkel are my favorite. <laughs> mm-hmm. And um, also, like, I feel like, I mean, my favorite character in that movie is Mrs. Robinson, because I feel like at the end of the day, she's just, like, lonely and sad, and, like, she ends up lonely and sad. That and is it's so interesting. Like, Thank you. <laughs> and I just love it. And then Lost in Translation, I saw pretty recently for the first time. We screened it at the, like, short film screening, and it was so beautiful, like, Bill Murray is so interesting. I think, like, my favorite thing about that is probably, like, a a relationship between two people that's, like, 
not at all sexually charged. It's just like these two people get along, they connect, and like that's something that's really beautiful that I also don't think is in film a lot. No, yeah, what what I loved about Lost in Translation was just the fact that really the relationship wasn't sexual. Just like you said, it wasn't all about being a romantic sexual relationship. Like they're both married and they're both lonely because of, you know, all of the stuff that's going on in their lives. So like, yeah, I just saw it as a really beautiful friendship, I guess, until the end where... uh, I guess, yeah, uh, where, like... But they, even that wasn't very sexual, I don't think. Yeah, exactly. It's not sexual. It's more like they, I don't know, they come together, they love, I guess. They love each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I liked that. It confused me a bit, if I'm to be completely honest, because I'm like, wait, <laughs> I thought it was a friendship. Like, I thought it yeah. was a friendship. But, no, it's definitely, like, the type of relationship that isn't portrayed as often in movies. So I thought that was pretty cool. Which also makes sense because, like, movies are really great for, like, dramatizing stuff. Yeah. So, like, to have this kind of, like, mundane-ish relationship. But, like, it's also exciting and interesting to watch. Yeah. I think I think it's amazing. Totally. And also, the soundtrack for that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Totally, totally. So, yeah. Um, for me, uh, we can talk about your honorable mentions soon. But <laughs> calm down <laughs> for a second, Dora. Give me some okay. airtime. <laughs> but, yeah, I'm... I really like uh, The Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, which is, like, one of Jim Carrey's only serious movies, I want to say. Like, he has a few, but this one is, like, pretty, pretty on point. I think it's, point. like, this one and The Truman Show. No, there's, like, like, all. there's this, like, weird suspense one that I don't actually know. I'm pretty sure he's, like, famous for that one, too. I just... Don't really? Know. Yeah, I don't know enough about Jim Carrey to, <laughs> to know this. <laughs> to be honest. I'm so sorry, idea. Jim Carrey. But, you know, uh, The Eternal Sunshine of a Spotless Mind is basically about, again, it's like this relationship between two people that meet, like, on a bus or on a train. And, yeah, they just keep... Uh, it's about how kind of they fall in love, I guess. But they find out some strange things about like mind erasing and stuff because I think this is like a prime example of the type of movie I like because it is it starts off as a very like real life very mundane kind of movie like this is something that could happen to anyone but as the movie evolves like there's a lot of weird things that start happening and then you realize that there's there's mind erasing going on there's like weird brain things that happen to these characters um and it's just really interesting because, yeah, the characters, like, fall in love twice even though they have their minds erased to forget each other. So it's it's very interesting and just, like, the actual cinematography of it, I think, is absolutely beautiful and amazing. Totally. There's, like, one scene where uh, you see the character's mind being physically erased and then, like, different items in his memory start going blank and it's just, like, I can't understand how they made that a visual representation, but they did, and it's fantastic. Yeah, so, definitely a lot of, like, interesting, like, in the mind, like, out of the mind, like, like switching in and out of, like, memories and stuff. Exactly. Like, that, it's so psychological. so cool. Yeah. We're constantly totally. inside the characters' minds, and that's why I really, really love that show. Uh, that show, perfect. Uh, that film. <laughs> <laughs> and but what's your number two? My number two is going to be Fight Club. This is, like, my go-to favorite movie when someone asks me. Because just like Dora said, this is always changing. I always have, like, at least 
five movies that are like in my top five and they're like rotating as I find different things um but yeah Fight Club is I've probably watched Fight Club over 10 times every time that I meet someone and we start talking about film I ask them if they've watched Fight Club and if they haven't that's what we're doing tonight like we are watching Fight Club you're not being a Fight Club virgin anymore and I've done that with about three of my best friends at this point. Um, Fight Club, uh, again, it starts off so mundane. It's just this guy with a weird, like, job in a in a car company that sells insurance or whatever. And yeah, what does he even do? That's the thing. You're not supposed to really understand what he does. You don't even know okay. the main character's name. Like, this is... He's just the narrator. And he's there. He's just talking about how mundane his life is. The first... I'm going to say the first half of the movie is pure exposition. You're just being introduced to this character's life and how he hates his job because he's always traveling around. And he's just, like, pointing out different things in society that are like, oh, look, I have a job and I hate it. I'm an insomniac. And the way that he gets away from this insomnia is that he goes to visit uh, support groups uh, for diseases that he doesn't even have. So he goes to testicular cancer because he, like... No, gets high off of seeing other people cry and crying himself because he can never let go in real life, uh, real life, in his day-to-day life, I guess. Um, so yeah, it starts off like that and then he meets a character on a plane named Tyler Durden and he's just like everything that this narrator wants to be. He's so cool. He's so against society. He sells soap. It's just cool, and they start a revolution, and it goes crazy, and it's just a very great movie because, again, it starts off so normal, so boring, and it just spirals out of control suddenly, and there's many, many a fun plot twists to be had in this movie. So, yeah. Have you read the book for that? Yeah, of course I have. (laughs) It's so Um, different from the book. I... Really, I thought it was, like, pretty faithful. I think it's really faithful in the, like, the message that it's putting across. But I love how different it is from the book in the sense that, like, in the book, they focus a lot on the main character's relationship with Marla Stewart, another lady that goes into the into these support groups just for fun, I guess. Uh, in the book, I, f- I saw that, like, they really focus on the relationship a lot more than they do in the movie. In the movie, like, it's implicit that it's an important thing, but they focus a lot more on the relationship with Tyler and the actual revolution, I feel. Mm. I don't know, do you have cool. thoughts on that? <laughs> uh, no, <laughs> I don't. Cool. Um, yeah, but I think that's interesting. <laughs> I honestly hadn't really thought about it. Like what I have seen, obviously, it's a cool movie, but it's not, I never felt like... I love this movie. Oh, I love it so much. I think it's just like, whoa, so so many good things in that movie. I think Edward Norton does it for me. Like, Edward Norton is a fantastic actor. Edward and... Norton is my favorite actor. Oh, my God. I He's my favorite actor. Edward Norton. Oh, my God. Even from across a country, we still can connect on this level. I find that amazing. <laughs> Perfect. So, yeah, Edward Norton is a god. Everything he's in becomes godly. So, it's just <laughs> good things Good things about Edward Norton. But Pretty anyway, fair. you want to move on to your honorable mentions? I would love to. To be honest, <laughs> I wrote this list down and I was so into it. And I left it at home. But I'm going to go off what I know I like. I love <laughs> Shrek. I mean, I know it's like... So, like a, 
Like, it's a kids' movie, whatever. It's an amazing film. That no one cares see. that it's a, so the, a kids' movie. You can love it. Um, <laughs> everyone can love it. Um, I also love Bringing Up Baby, um, this Catherine Hepburn, Cary Grant film. Um, that was, like, probably one of the first films that, like, made me laugh, like, really hard. Um, I also really love... Oh, God, I know there were four of them. <laughs> um, oh, Atonement. I love that movie so much. Um, also an amazing book, if anyone wants book suggestions. Awesome. Yeah. And, oh, the other one will come to me, I swear. Birdman. <laughs> oh, Birdman! Birdman is an amazing movie. I fight with my sister a lot because she says boyhood was better, and I'm like, no. Like, there's a line. I'm so Birdman. glad. I'm so glad this is in your honorable mentions because I love Birdman. Woo! Um, I got it for Christmas this year, and I was like, thank you. Amazing. <laughs> so It was great. For those of you who are not aware, I guess Birdman uh, like won the Oscar last year for best film, and it's like about a dude. And it deserved it. It totally it deserved it, it so bad. It's basically filmed all in like two or three takes, and yeah. it's just like the life of a dude uh, trying. Uh, this like crazy actor dude that like used to be a superhero and now he's trying to like go into theater because his acting career is kind of washed up and edward norton's in it yeah ex that's why it's it's so great <laughs> you can't have a movie with edward norton not be amazing no truly so yeah it's really cool i feel like this is more of the type of movie that you classify as my type of favorite movie which i think is oh like, truly it's so interesting that it's in your like honorable mentions because it's exactly the thing where like you think it's normal but then it's it just gets so strange so quickly well i would argue it's not like it's still like this dude's life like it never gets like out of this world like nothing happens that couldn't actually happen um but i mean on still, like, screen nuts. on screen you have some stuff that could not happen but yeah, that's like, true. then it's just justified by how crazy he is. Um, what are your honorables? My honorables, uh, Moonrise Kingdom is just amazing. Edward Norton. Oh my god! Wait, can I add one to mine? Of course you can. Go for it. Um, The Royal Tenenbaums is yes. one of my all-time favorite movies. Yes, yes, for yes, yes, sure. yes. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. No, yeah, of course. Uh, just like Wes Anderson in general is kind of a god. Like, oh, totally. He, he just the way that he makes everything. All of the characters are like perfectly aligned, and uh, just the aesthetic of his films in general are great. I think I particularly like Moonrise Kingdom out of all his movies because. It's just so strange. It's just such a strange movie. Everything that happens is like, how is this actually happened to two little kids? Like, mm -hmm. it's just about this one uh, boy scout that decides to, you know, leave and go live on his own. And he meets a girl that also wants to do it. So they kind of go out into the world and fall in love. But they're like 12 years old, guys. <laughs> so not. everything that happens is kind of like, I could accept it if they were like, 16 or older but they're little kids so it's just so they're tiny it's kind of disturbing and that's why i, I think that's why i like it so much because it's just so strange that this would that this would be happening happening to such small children so that's pretty cool 
Um, another Edward Norton film. I'm so sorry that I love him so much, but I really Wait. do. Yeah. He's in he's in Moonrise Kingdom. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> I didn't even realize. Yeah. Whoa. He's in Moonrise okay, Kingdom. Sorry, sorry. And he's in my next okay. honorable mention too. He's uh in American History X. He's like the Ooh. main character in American History X. Uh which is like a film that is uh this one is very much like Dora style, I guess. It's about like a dude that is basically a neo-Nazi. He goes to jail because he kills a black man in his neighborhood. And it's about him coming back home and trying to keep his brother off the streets. He wants to stop his brother from becoming a neo-Nazi as well, which is difficult because his brother has always looked up to him and has always thought of him as this like fascist dude. So when he comes back, he's actually changed after prison. And he's just trying to keep his little brother off the streets. And, like, what I think is so interesting about that movie is that the narrator is the little brother writing an essay. So he failed his history essay because he wrote about how Hitler is great, which is not awesome. Um, And he has to redo it. And when he's redoing it, he, like, starts talking about his brother and about himself, kind of, because... They just asked him to do that instead of writing an actual history essay. And it's the brother's essay that is narrating the the actual film, which is so interesting. Half of it is basically all in black and white. So you have a weird transition between stuff that happened before the brother went to prison, stuff that happened after the brother went to prison, and stuff while the brother was in prison. So it has this like very weird psychological shoot thing going on. And... It's just such a beautiful movie. It has such important messages out there, uh, like that it's putting out there. And I think it's just beautiful in all ways. Have you watched it, Dora? Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's great. <laughs> and Edward Norton. So it's awesome. Um, I think watching that movie, I fell in love with Ed Norton. Yeah. Because I was like, whoa. Quite honestly, though. Like, I already it's had cute. intense, I already had intense love for him because of Fight Club. But then just American History X consolidated Over my the edge. passion, basically. Uh, finally, <laughs> for, finally, for my honorable mentions, I have Requiem for a Dream, which is just so intense like it's a movie that this i haven't seen you have not I, I was i was gonna see it and my friend was like don't watch it like you have to be psychologically prepared you really it's a movie that i don't think i can watch more than once a year if even once a year because it's just so so heavy it's uh it follows i think four different characters and the movie is about like drug use so each character has a different like addiction that they're dealing with and they're all connected you have the mother of a son who is a heroin addict and this mother becomes like a xanax addict and the heroin addict's friends are addicted to different things and they're all like connected and in the drug uh underground in some way uh, and it's very interesting because it plays off of like the stereotyp- uh, the stereotypical like issues with hard drug use, but it counteracts that with like drugs that are very accepted in society right now. So all of the antidepressants, uh, anti-anxiety meds can often lead to just as much addiction as heroin or different like important opiates that everyone is so scared of, but no one's scared of a little pill that'll make you feel better. So mm-hmm. that's kind of what they talk about in the movie. And it's just... It's such an intense movie. You have, like, shots that are just 
psychologically and physically tense like there are times when I'm, I'm just like watching and they'll have like this I'm trying to figure out like what the name of it is just like different very quick shots of people doing different drugs like bam 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 and it's just like it makes me physically tense like I need to kind of grab on to something because it's just so quick and so like nerve-wracking but it's an amazing movie because of that it's just shot in a way that like the director makes you feel exactly what he wants you to feel you will not feel anything other than what the director is trying to make you feel and it's just it's a very disturbing movie because it just like puts a lot of things on the screen that you don't want to see but i 100 but that arguably are important to see yeah exactly definitely so 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 important to see it has it shows so much of the drug underground and like mainstream drug use that people are just not aware of like hey it's fine like antidepressants aren't like bad and it's they can be not bad but they can also be super bad if you use it in the way that the one of the main characters does so mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's like a very important movie, I think. It's one of the more serious ones on my list that I really feel is just so so good and so important for people to watch at least once in their lives, I think. So Whoa, Dora, that you should is totally... a recommendation. Mm-hmm. You should Holy. actually watch it. Okay. I you know what? I will. <laughs> awesome. So you, we're you convinced me. <laughs> awesome. So we're actually uh, running out of time here, so I'm going to play us a very nice song by Rufus Wainwright from Shrek, because it was one of uh, Dora's honorable mentions. <laughs> we're gonna listen and I to... love this song. Perfect. So we're going to listen to Hallelujah, and yeah, thank you for being with us today. And next up is Pete's Picks, so I'll see you next week. And yeah, bye-bye. Do-do-do. I've heard there was a secret chord That David played and it pleased the Lord But you don't really care for music, do you? It goes like this The fourth, the fifth, the minor fall The major lift, the baffled king Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Your faith was strong, but you needed proof. You saw her bathing on the roof, her beauty and the moonlight you to a kitchen chair she broke your throne she cut your hair and from your lips she drew the hallelujah 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 maybe I know this room, I've walked this floor I used to live alone before I knew you I've seen your flag on the marble arch Love is not a victory
Pete's picks. <laughs> 